Don, I say, Don, this is a damned outrage. Oh, whoa. What time is it? Arthur, you know that I always take my nipping naps at 15 past the hour. I could care less about your nipping naps, Don. You took my United away. Oh, yeah. Sorry, bro. Was totally going to give you the deets on that. What can I say? Those Minnesotans are pretty nice, and they wanted it a lot. They're pretty persuasive, you know. Well, what in the sand hell do you plan on giving me for this? I I already had jerseys printed up, tickets sold out. I spent a whole 20 minutes on that A logo. Now I gotta get that Tito Villa, what's his name, a ticket to... My God, do they even have an airport in Minnesota? Chill out, Art. My homie, my man. I'm sure that... I I spent a whole hundred million dollars and you gave my whole team away. Don't you tell me to chill out. Whoa, oh, whoa, ho, ho, ho. Artie, you're still getting a team? Well, how am I supposed to get a team when you just gave it away to them bird people up on St. Paul? We had a deal. Relax, Artie, my man, my bro, my compadre. Go down to CVS, get a bottle of chill pills. You're still getting your team. Oh, come on. We can't have two Uniteds. You're taking mine and giving it away. Whoa, 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 Arthur. We're going to have three Uniteds. What? Coming to you from the Twin Cities, this is Toughcast. And welcome to Toughcast. This is Colin. And Caleb. And... Wait a minute, where's not? Um, he should he should be here. We told him eight thirty, right? Yeah, um, I I think so. Uh, um, he might, he might not have got my carrier pigeon. Oh, oh, can pigeons fly trans-Pacific? Um, that might have been a poor choice. That uh, pigeon's probably dead by now. All right, um, um just well, just fans of United are in heaven. It's episode sixty-seven. All right, yes, you heard that right, fans of United. Uh. Last Friday, the next stop, ha- sorry, hashtag next stop MLS. Next event. stop MLS. Uh, confirmed entry into MLS for 20, 2017, which we all pretty much knew. They also confirmed that they'll be playing that first MLS season at TCF Bank Stadium on the University of Minnesota campus. And probably the best news of the whole entire event was... The that, stuff that we did not know. <laughs> exactly. Actual news, actual breaking news at that event. Minnesota will keep the name United in MLS. Uh, one small logo change to MNUFC and the logo, but we're, we're still United, which is great. I cannot tell you how elated everybody was at the announcement. You were at the announcement, right? Yeah, I was at the announcement. Oh, yeah, that's right. We ran into each other. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. It was pouring rain. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the rain washed away all my memories. It, it was an absolute downpour during Doom Tree, which, by the way... Did you stick around for the Doom Tree set? No, I went home and took a nap. Oh, a that, was, nap. that was probably smart, especially because during their... They did about a 25-minute set, and the whole time the canvas overhang that they had for the stage was just bulging, <laughs> bulging with all of the rainwater. Oh, it, no. it, was, it looked like something was really terrible about to happen. Anyway... Yeah. So, so yes, uh, Minnesota will be keeping United in their name. A uh, couple other little tidbits of news that have come out just because of the announcement. Um, 55.1 reported that Manny Lagos says that there's the working assumption that there's going to be an expansion draft, which was something that some had said would be going away 
MLS has expanded free agency, might toss some acronym money at them, but apparently <laughs> they are going to do that draft. Which is a good thing, and we won't know the order of that draft until um, Atlanta and Minnesota sit down and have their own draft to decide which what order they're in for the expansion draft, the actual MLS super draft, and super the, draft. the uh, allocation money order. Yeah, um, Minnesota United actually posted an article on their website about how the allocation system works. There's a little bit of a misconception, I think, in the article. It made it seem as though Minnesota had gotten the top spot in the allocation rankings. At least it read that way to me at first. Um, I've read it multiple times since and realized that it just means that they're one of the top two teams along with Atlanta. But the wheels are starting to turn, at least. You are starting to see at least some more public ruminations about you know what does United do going forward. Let's um, start... The process of setting up an academy and a USL um, reserve team. Yeah, so... this team gets with their $100, $100 million buy-in. Sort of, because kind of the way that it works is that either teams can just fully set up a reserve team in USL. Seattle Sounders, Portland Timbers, New York Rebels, LA Galaxy all have just a two-team that is very, very cleverly named just LA Galaxy 2. <laughs> um, occasionally you do get the Swope Park Rangers of the world, but um, the other option that they can do is have an exclusive agreement with an existing USL team where they can just send players on loan, have some links. Uh, my best guess, just because there's not a good geographical link up with USL right now is that Minnesota probably would be starting up their own team. So who knows what that's going to look like. Um, yeah, we're not really going to know until the next few months pass. Uh, May Lados did go on record saying that um, they'll try to announce new signings within four or five months. Uh, so. I, I would hope that they would announce signings within you know the next year that we have until they start <laughs> yes. up. But, so it wasn't really big news because four or five months is typically off-season for NSL and MLS, so you would expect to hear some signings. But it's it's happening. It's real. It's now to the next step. And I've even paid for my season tickets already. <laughs> oh, yeah, of. so did I. Yay! I actually did mine right before I took off for recording tonight. <laughs> anyway, um, so the other big news as far as NASL goes is that the continued saga of short stadium continues. Um, there was a report by Metro Soccer Nation that the New York Cosmos would be leaving Short Stadium and going to MCU Park in Brooklyn. MCU, MCU Park is home to the Brooklyn Cyclones, a minor league baseball team affiliated with the New York Mets. So it would be a baseball field. Um, we've seen that in the women's soccer league. They play in the outfield and it doesn't really work too well for them sometimes. But Yeah, and it can work well. Um, there was at least decent enough reports from the uh, Minnesota United Club Leon Friendly. Yeah. Uh, New York City FC kind of can make it work at Yankee Stadium. Um, it's not an ideal situation by any means, but I think it's probably going to be better than Stewart. Not only is it within New York City proper rather than on Long Island, but I think more importantly... 
Stewart is just an absolute dive, and every single <laughs> just so awful. To yeah, everyone that's that. been to a game there would agree. Um, I'm fortunate enough, I guess, that I've never made it out to New York City for that. But yeah, hopefully they're able to get something sorted out. The Cosmos did deny the report, which is to be expected until they announce officially. Until they finalize things. Right. Um, so The COO of the Cosmos, Eric Stover, said that they're looking for different options for 2017 and beyond. So they're looking for other places besides Schubert, which I think is a right step for the Cosmos organization. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's that's really about it for NASL news this week. It was another fairly quiet week outside of a full slate of games. So let's let's dive into it. Uh, Jacksonville and Fort Lauderdale faced off in one of the two midweek games. Um, both of us picked Fort Lauderdale to win that. Notch ended up picking the home team Jacksonville. And, and we're all wrong. Yeah, all of us got it <laughs> wrong. got it wrong. Yeah, 1-1 one, one draw in front of uh, 2,427 fans. Yeah, I mean... Okay things. enough for a midweek game. Jacksonville, you know, it's it's kind of tough. There's some other things going on in Jacksonville this week that we'll talk about later. But um, 20th yeah. minute, a really bad back pass from Jacksonville straight to Jose Angulo led to a shot from just right outside the box into the right-hand corner. I really think Gallardo could have done better on that. I don't know if he was screened by a defender, but watching the replay, it looked like he had a dove either, either sooner the ball didn't seem like it was going in I don't know what he thought but it's another mistake by Garrido again something that Garrido could have done better but <laughs> we all know why he's able to get starts blackmail so much black- blackmail so much blackmail now 42nd minute though Jacksonville was able to equalize Zach Steinberger got a pass into the box from Pascal Million. nifty move around a defender just Slots yeah, in right, and that. Right in back to the net. Um, later that half, uh, Elandu looked to have scored the, the would-be game winner, but um, on there was a kind of a counterattack, and it passed it ahead to uh, our favorite, Alasan, Alasan Keda. And his shot was blocked, and Elandu hit the rebound in, but on the initial pass, Alasan was offsides by just a little bit, but the flag didn't put the... The AR didn't put the flag up until... Like, Hondu was, like, halfway through a celebration. So Yeah, and... It was the right call, just not done in time. Yeah, yeah, and that, unfortunately, tends to happen. Um, not much happened in the second half. Um, Amari did come on as a uh, kind of midway through substitute. Had a late chance, tried to chip the keeper, just hit it right over the bar, and it ended up 1-1. Um, yeah, it's okay, Amari will make up for that later. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... Along with that game uh, was a game up in Blaine, Minnesota, between the Tampa Bay Rowdies and Minnesota United. United FC. forever, forever United. Yeah, they were still United, and they will continue to be. Um, Notch picked against Minnesota United on this, which is probably why we won. More than likely, yeah, so more than likely. Both of us got it right, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, we were among the eight thousand two hundred seven fans. To see them win two nil, I gotta be honest. I think United were lucky in this game. They were able to convert on a couple of pretty poor defensive miscues. 
Which is something that they don't tend to do. That's one of the bigger complaints a lot of United fans will have. But they were able to at least get two goals and then a really solid performance, both from Sammy and Jacques, as well as the full-out back line. What do you think? Yeah, um, there were some nervy moments with the defense either pushing up too far and getting caught with a nice through ball. Um, But Sammy stood strong and he's already... You know, position position himself well, and most of the shots were either directly at him, or he didn't have to move very much to get to them. Right. There wasn't anything really spectacular that I saw out of him. Um, if anything, the best move that he had, we'll get to in a sec, was where he actually missed the ball, um, jumping up for one that bounced off the crossbar. But um, as far as the goals go, Ben Spees, Speezy does it yet again. Um, intercepted a really poor back Another pass. Another poor from, back pass. Yeah, it, it looked like it was somewhere between a back pass and a cross from left to right, and it just landed dead straight in the <laughs> right center of the box. Two touches from Spies, and he just wrong-footed Mac Pickens. So, uh, first goal scored by a Minnesota player in 288 minutes game time. Congratulations to him. Yeah. Um, speaking of that match. shot, um, near the end of the first half, uh, Hal 9000 himself, PC plugged himself in and just rocketed it right off of the crossbar. Um, Sammy made a, I thought, a really good leap for it. At first, I thought that he got the ball, but yeah. I was about 100 yards away on the <laughs> south but, end. Yeah, it, it did get deflected, though, so I don't know how much how much of it was Sammy playing the initial shot or off the deflection. Right, right. I've, regardless, I think if it was going to go in, Sammy had it covered. I think it actually just went a little bit above his hands and then ended up hitting the crossbar. So Yeah. So second half kind of continued the theme of Tampa Bay really having the game by the throat. They had the majority of the possession. Yeah. And removing the ball around really well. Yeah. Passing stats, they were ahead of United, which is kind of rare. Um, 53rd minute, appeals for a penalty were waved off. Um, run into the box, and Jeb Brofsky just slid in from about four rows back. There was contact. I don't know if it was enough to give a penalty. I don't know if it was enough to give a foul. Um, there was a s- similar one towards United. I think Ben Spees got kind of ran over from behind by the rowdy player and wasn't called. Yeah, and so... And as we'll mention, the refereeing was certainly pro in this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ramirez ended up scoring off of a turnover created by Ben Spees. Aaron Pitchcolin kind of took a shot towards the corner, and Ramirez was able to deflect it in. Yeah. He might have been offsides, though. He Um, might have been offsides. That might have been the one time that he was offsides outside of the seven times that he got incorrectly called yes, offsides. That game was so annoying. Oh, great run! And they called him offsides, even though it was a great run. Yeah, but yeah. Watching it, I, I'm still. I'm not like that was definitely offsides, but I'm still like it might have been uh, number three for Rowdies. Might have been keeping him on. He was trying to towards the end line more, but on the far side of the goal. But I, the first time I saw the replays, I thought that he was onsides. Yeah. After I, that, I, I became even more dubious about it. I but. still, I still don't know. I'm, I'm okay with it being a goal for United, obviously. So I'm not going to complain too much to Pearl about that. At the very least, it didn't end up being I mean, the 
decider for the game. And as far as we know, Bill Edwards didn't write another letter. So right. probably yeah. might not have been that bad. Now, um, Joe Cole had an eventful game yes, with the refs. Yes. Um, 45 minutes came on at halftime. Um, in a span of about two minutes, around the 75th minute mark, um, he proceeded to, I don't know if a dive gives it justice. I think it was a little bit more of a belly flop. It, it was... It wasn't even raining that day. Like I know, I know. Like, field. He shouldn't have been trying the belly flop, but he just kind of toppled over in his old age. Yeah, I, I want to say that the yellow card that he got for for the play acting, I think was him accepting a Razzie award. <laughs> it was that bad. Um, in the but infomercial. Yeah. Uh, do you have trouble standing up? And then Joe Cole just kind of flies over. <laughs> <laughs> Where did the soda go? <laughs> anyway, so naturally, about two minutes later, um, Jack Light comes in from behind on him. Behind, really, the side. Yeah. Late. Yeah. Definitely late on Joe Cole. Yeah. Yeah, it was another one of those flops and... Unfortunately, this time, uh, the referee did not see it that way. Well, Joe Cole, the man where all humor goes to die, his, he screamed louder than any human ever has before in his whole entire, in their whole entire lives. <laughs> it was, I'm surprised I'm here back down in Tampa Bay. Because it's like, oh, what just happened? I was like talking to someone else, and then I like looked, and Joe Cole's like writhing in pain, and then standing up right away and just walking it off. And he screamed louder than, it's, it was so loud. I mean, like and in the if there was a movie, you'd see like flocks of birds flying away like <laughs> ten miles away from the aftershocks. But yellow card at most for Jack Blake there. Except for it was red. It was red. Straight red. Straight red. Apparently, when you scream in agony from every single tackle, you did, the player gets straight red. It yeah. wasn't deserved. Something like that. In any case, it didn't really end up mattering that much. Um, United kept up their at least doing well enough to keep the ball out of the net. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of nervy moments. Um, most notable one, the ball bounced over Damian Lowe as he was attempting to head it clear. Just kind of bounced around the box and just didn't end up going in. Yeah. Uh, uh, was Walter Ramirez kind of shot it right into Sammy. Made a nice dive, but Sammy like, picked it up and Damian Lowe like, immediately rushed over and tried to hug him. And Sam's like, go back, play defense. Get away from me. Game's still going on. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lance Lynn played. He's still on our team. It's crazy. Yeah, when, when I saw him coming off the bench, I, I had to do a double take. I thought that the only guy that could play on the left was Ismail Jome, and he was coming out. <laughs> yeah, it was weird. I'm like, no, why are they subbing him, Jome in? He's already on there. And then Lance Lane walked on. And he, What? Are you saying they look the same? <laughs> no, I'm not. Absolutely not. Yeah, you are. <sighs> one's got long hair, one just, doesn't. Just edit this out. Nah, just edit this out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, but he, a couple times he had the ball. Um, he played really well. Had a nice uh, curling cross over uh, through ball to Ramirez. So I don't think he was expecting it. But kind of offsides when, when he kicked it and kind of got back on and ran towards it. But yeah, um, communicated well with Justin Davis and had put in a good shift and ended up starting on the weekend. So Yeah, speaking, speaking of that weekend game, let's just jump right into it. Um, 
United ended up going down to Jacksonville to play an afternoon game in the middle of summer in Florida. <laughs> Why would you ever do anything in the middle of the afternoon in the middle of summer in Florida? Well, you see, Colin, the Jacksonville Jaguars are playing a preseason game. And obviously, so many people go to that. And because they moved it, that meant 2,516 people could go to the Jacksonville game. All those people just filled the stands like a tenth of the way. I would assume <laughs> that every single one of them was going to the Jaguars game, and they just felt like it would be completely selling them short if they had to miss a preseason game. But, yeah, 94 degrees at game, game start, 105 heat index, they had water breaks. Like the first three half, of them. And the second half. And um, yeah, uh, Lance Lade started. I thought he played pretty well. Um, yeah, I saw the, the chip for him uh, 70 minutes, something like that. Yeah, I mean, didn't play a full 90. Maybe those fitness problems they were talking about early in the year are true ish. Maybe he's just trying to get back I think honestly, far. it was probably more that he had just you know played his first 20, 30 minutes in quite a while. And, you know, he just didn't have the full fitness to, you know, go through the baton death march in there. <laughs> yeah. But he had a couple of good through balls and crosses, so good for him. Hope he gets to play a little bit more. Uh, only good chance for uh, either team came went to uh, United on a corner from Ben Spees. It was headed down by pitch. Uh, unmarked Calvano just shot it straight at the defender's chest. Yep. So. And <laughs> if you watched that game, you would realize that the 94 degrees was probably the only notable thing about it outside of that chance. Because the players all just seemed gassed. Both sides have played a midweek game, obviously. Mm-hmm. And it, the Heat just took it completely out of them. This, this game should have either been moved to Sunday or moved to a different week. Not yeah. played in the middle of the day. It's Heat Index. It was just absolutely awful. Uh, also absolutely awful, Ibsen is the world's dumbest Can we card. please not talk about that? Oh, Can we I really please? Want to. Like, why? <laughs> He was on a yellow already. He gets fouled about 30 yards away from the from goal. Proceeds to take offense to that foul because it's Ibsen. Takes offense to every foul on him. Tracks down the ball and kicks it as hard as he can at the guy who fouled him from like a foot away. And then follows through and like cleats him right in the uh, stomach groin area. Just where you don't want to be cleated. Here's, here's the thing. I had actually thought about putting Ibsen into my group of guys that should go to MLS. The stupidity of uh, that really just made me uh, it was, completely rethink that. We've always known he's been a little bit of, bit of a hothead. Um, when he does get fouled, he gets up either it gets in the person's face if it's a stop ball, if it's game stopped, or he'll try to run the person down. But that was so dumb. And not even a second yellow, just a straight red. Yeah. And it was it was deserved. Like Pitch walked, deserved. <laughs> Pitch walked over like, hey, I should be over here because I'm captain, but I'm not going to argue that. I'm like, all right, good job. Crap, that was stupid. It's in there trying to walk back. But yeah. even after that, the Heat had done its damage and no team really threatened. Yeah, at the end of the game, every single player that was still on the pitch just melted. <laughs> they literally, the whistle blew and like, it was in the Jacksonville box and like the goalie, their defenders, Ramirez kind of just like laid down and complete agony, waiting for trainers to just spray them with water. It's time for a nap. It's time for a nippy nap. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on, moving on. Another game that happened in Florida, Fort Lauderdale taking on Ottawa. Um, 
both of us got this one right. Notch. Did not. Did not. Um, picked Ottawa. First game at Central Guard Cricket Stadium. Um, thoughts about the new pitch from what um, you saw? Didn't really see much of it, but because the highlights didn't have any of the game except for an amazing goal by Amari. Holy but... bicycle kick. <laughs> Holy bicycle kick. Oh my goodness. Right, Batman. So, Holy crap. First and foremost, not only was it a bicycle kick, it was a bicycle kick that came from a deflection off of an Ottawa defender's head. <laughs> yeah. Not even like volleyed up to himself. Like that poor Ottawa defender had... Like well, it, it had wasn't even the cross. Year. It was within, you know, half a second, the realization that you need to bicycle kick. And it rightfully is going to be the play of the week. I'm dead sure of it. Yeah, and the five people behind goal were like, this is amazing. Because yeah, there were, like, all, there's like one family behind goal. And there was five of them. But uh, 2000, 247 at the Kirk Ground. I don't know if we said that already. If we did, I'm sorry. For yeah. bombarding guys with numbers. But, um, I mean, it's going to take a while for them, to get, for them to get fans back out there. And they're playing well, so they should start getting... More interest. And yeah, if, if there's more 3-1 wins for Fort Lauderdale, you'll probably see some more people in the seats. But yeah, um, There were other goals in this, though, yeah, besides there were. the bicycle kick, unfortunately. Yeah, really the only one that you need to care about is Amari's. But uh, Carl Hayworth ended up equalizing in the 28th minute. Pretty decent cross-in from Tiso. Um, he also could have scored his second if it hadn't been saved on a penalty kick by, in my mind, the worst Sasha Baron Cohen character. <laughs> Bruno's pretty bad. I mean... <laughs> Although that last scene... <sighs> I, I, I didn't make it through. Let's be honest, did not make it through Bruno. At least just watch the last scene okay, and will, know that everybody that went to that wrestling match had no idea what was about to happen. <laughs> Alright, I'll keep that in mind and watch that once we're done recording and then probably like to be at you again. What the... Oh. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> anyway, so it could have been 2-1 at the half for Ottawa instead, 1-1. And then as the second half went on, it was really just all Fort Lauderdale. Amari ended up getting his second, not as nice of a goal. Yeah, but it still counts just the same, so. Yeah, and he, pretty he got subbed off minute later, something like that. <laughs> He's done and, his time. And then the um, original gangster himself, own goal by Rafael okay. Alves. Ended up sealing it fully for Fort Lauderdale to win. Um, solid enough match for them. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa is a shell of its last year's team. It's There's nowhere to go for Ottawa. They're not going up. They're going to stay down at the bottom of the table. Yeah, and it, uh, Fort Lauderdale is playing well, though, and I think they'll move on up. They might challenge for that last playoff spot. I think they, they ducked themselves in a little bit too much, but... We also saw that with Ottawa last year. Fair enough, yeah. So, who knows? Yeah. They might be a contender for it. Um, speaking of a team that is certainly going to be contending for yeah. the Soccer Bowl, um, Indy 11 went to Cary, North Carolina, to play the Railhawks, and, shocker, they actually lost. Yeah, off a late goal, too. This is not how it's supposed to go. A very late goal. Very late like goal, that. and this is not how it's supposed to go. Yeah, so... Don't they know that the... That Indy scores in the stoppage side, not anyone else. Come on. So not only did Carolina not know that they were supposed to lose in stoppage time, um, we all <laughs> expected them to lose in stoppage <laughs> yeah. time. Um, all three of us picked Indy to win on the road. 
Um, said the 6,106 fans at WakeMed. That's pretty solid. Yeah, yeah very, that's very really solid good. for them. Good for them. Yep. Um, they ended up seeing a uh, 3-2 win for the Railhawks. Yep. First goal um, came from Janicki off of a good corner by Dylan Mares. Janicki just gets above everyone else and heads it straight into the goal. Um, yeah, but it did not take that long for Matt Fondy yet again. He's been really coming into his own with starting up anew in Carolina. I don't know if it is that he's being played correctly or if it was just how... I think just Tony Miola was that bad. Yeah, I, <laughs> I honestly do think it was that. Because <laughs> not only does Jacksonville look better, but Fonda has just been... Yeah, and this is his, what, third goal in three games? Something like yeah, that, yeah. he's been on fire. Yep. Yeah, and it was a decent shot, too, right on the edge of the 18. Um, penalty kick afterwards in the 30th minute by everyone's favorite Irish-Libyan, Eamon Zayed. I mean, it's not a long list, but he definitely tops that list of favorite Irish-Libyans. But... You know, even if it was a long list, <laughs> it, it would be Absolutely. Uh, topped off by Zayed. Solomon Yula, if I say that right, I apologize so, so much, but he's taken down by, Sorry, the box so by Drew Becky. Um, clear penalty. Yeah, very obvious. Um, Zion just smashes it in. 2-1 Indies up and kind of the same old story. You think? You think. Yeah, so second half goes on and Stephen Miller, second best goal of the week. Yeah, unfortunately on this week. Yeah, sorry. Any sorry, other week, Steve. that's number one. Yeah. But yeah, it was a, a punch by John Bush right out to the edge of the box. Volleyed by Stephen Miller. And so nonchalantly, like he meant to do it. Just like, oh, I'll just put that in the far post. Yeah. And just over everybody, lands in the goal. It's what I was supposed to do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And when did you do that, man? Come on. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Credit to Carolina. They just went full up pressure on Indy after getting the second goal. And it took them long enough, but Omar Bravo, 95th minute is able to get a penalty by John Bush. Yeah, uh, sliding tackle by Brad Ring in the box. Um, hits the ball with his hands pretty clearly. Um, another clear penalty, no real controversy here. Omar Bravo um, hits it. Uh, John Bush guesses the right way, but just can't get there in time. Yeah. I, I. It was one of those, again, where it's a bummer that a handball like that has to get called as a penalty, but... It was a penalty. Yeah, and I'm not too beat up about it because Indy lost. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as much as we want Indy to win the soccer bowl. They can have a few hiccups here and there. I mean... Yeah, and yeah, they're already in the playoffs. They might as well just, like, do nothing for the next few weeks. <laughs> um, with that, I think we should take a quick break. Yep, we will um, take a short we'll break. Come back and... with the rest of the games and picks. This is Tuckcast. Back to Toughcast. This is Colin. This is Caleb. And Ash isn't here. We've yeah, got the two United fans. Two of us. Yeah. It is actually two United fans. We're true to our name today. By the way, I was thinking if United had to change their name, we should have just kept as two United fans just as protest. Just to confuse everyone who listens to this. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. But <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Getting back to games. Um, Puerto Rico FC played host to the New York 
Cosmos. Um, both Notch and I picked Puerto Rico to win this. And I picked the Cosmos because I hate myself. And, and unfortunately, <laughs> self-loathing won out. Yes, unfortunately. Cosmos Story won 2-1 to one in front of 4,208 fans. Puerto Rico at least it gave a good showing for themselves. Yeah, and they initially got the lead through who else? Hector Ramos. He scores when he wants. Another goal for Hector Ramos. Uh, very nice cross from Paulo Mendes to set it up. Um, yeah. Yeah, pretty he, impressive. He's, he's on fire. He is. He and, is the low grade of Puerto Rico. And he honestly could have made it 2-0 right before the half if he didn't choke on a wide-open little chip shot. Jimmy Marr went out a little bit too far to try and stop it, and he ended up just kicking about three yards wide. I mean, we're all going to have those shots, but Amari had one earlier this week. I mean, I'm not going to have one of those shots. I'm I'm terrible. Oh, I'm... <laughs> I'm not even be on the on the field, but uh, there's there's a reason when whenever I play pickup, I play center back. It, it's <laughs> it's also the fact that I'm probably 30 pounds overweight and don't run fast. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, less about uh, me and more about but the Cosmos. They went into into the half with uh, one up on the Cosmos, which is pretty great. For yeah, Puerto yeah. Rico, new expansion team into the NASL, but it wasn't. They didn't have that lead for too long. Yeah, unfortunately, it, it was it was ultimately better for the Cosmos in the second half. I think they put a little bit more pressure on, and Jero Arrieta was able to clean up a bobble from David Mevis and score. Um, basically, Cross came in from the wing, and Mevis went up for it, seemed to catch it, and he and Arrieta just bonked into each other. He dropped the ball. Thought that should have been a foul. I I don't see uh, it's incidental. Not I, no. Well, and not only that, but going for the ball. It's just I don't know. You have the advantage of being able to hold on to the ball. <laughs> you should probably use that advantage if you're yeah. going to be a Yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately for him, he did not. So one one, and I really think you can blame him for the second goal. Um, Andres Flores took a shot from about 20, 25 yards out that just skidded on the ground, took a little bit of an ugly hop, but he was certainly yeah. able to read that a lot better and he just didn't. Yeah, Mevis shouldn't have got there. He's just channeling his, his inner Gallardo. So yeah, seriously. Can't be too mad at him for yeah. just trying to be at his idol, the Howler King. Second week in a row that the Cosmos won in extra time. Maybe, uh, not only is it a renaissance for the Cardiac Cosmos, maybe they're taking over for Indy 11. I really hope not. I really hope the Cosmos come crashing down soon and these results either go to a tie or a loss for the Cosmos. Seriously. But, I mean, I just hate the Cosmos. Uh, But they keep on finding a way to win. I mean, they always do. They're, They're just... Stop being so good, Cosmos. Stop being good at your job. Right. And um, some more Cosmos news. Um, four of their players got called up for international duty. Uh, the aforementioned Andres Flores, as well as Yasmani Duke, are going to be playing a couple of uh, qualifiers for the 2018 World Cup for their national teams. Uh, Flores for El Salvador and Duke for Bolivia. Yep. Along with that, um, David Ochiang is going to be uh, jetting off to his home nation of Kenya um, to play for uh, the national team in some African Cup of Nations qualifiers. Probably my favorite.
favorite of the acronyms for world soccer afcon it's it's so great and nice nice unison on that that was wasn't even planned and we just nailed it i've, I've got headphones on i can barely hear you at all <laughs> who needs notch we can do this exactly <laughs> who needs notch indeed wow. Um, along with them, um, Eric Calvillo is going to be going up to the U.S. Baby Nats. Um, he is a U.S. U19 player. Um, they're going to be playing in a uh, tournament in Serbia. Um, so good on them. Um, Cosmos are certainly going to be hurting for depth while those players are out because the NASL can't stop, won't stop. Yeah. Interna- international breaks be damned. They just keep going. Well, that's the same in MLS, too, so we'll have to deal with that next year. But, yeah, still. No. Moving on to some more games. Uh, Tampa Bay, yet again unable to score, um, this time at home against FC Edmonton, uh, which ended up 1-0 to the Eddies. Yep. Uh, Notch and I got this correct, and Colin, you picked Tampa Bay. Yeah, yeah. Bummer. It's unfortunate. Bummer. Um, 4,600 fans... Just yeah, a solid, solid outing for Tampa Bay. Yeah, decent outing for them. Um, they didn't see much in terms of scoring. Not a, no, not at all. With one goal scored by the other team, but the first half was completely dominated by Tampa Bay. Honestly, you can say both halves were <laughs> both dominated halves. by Tampa Bay. Yes, yeah, it, it was. It was another of those performances where they had just a commanding lead in possession, commanding lead in shots, in passing. Yeah. But, but they ran to one man. That's player of the week, Matt Van Ockel. He kept the Eddies in this game and probably has been the MVP, at least for the Eddies. Absolutely has. If, if, I, if I say MVP for NASL, what do you say? Um, it's He would definitely be the keeper on my improved 11. I don't know if he'd... He might even be my keeper for the best 11. I don't know if he'd be MVP, but he's darn close. They have looked a lot better this year with Van Ockel and goal. I think a lot of it, too, is the fact that he's he's tidy enough when you have a back four that just kind of collapses yeah. into the 18. Um, I've kind of seen Edmonton just get four guys in the box, and then Van Ockel is able to you know make all the saves necessary. And- um, we have to ask, because we've seen him with Randall go, when does he come crashing back down off of his high of being a great goalkeeper? He's made some hollers, made one against uh, United in their game a week, to, a week ago, but we still couldn't capitalize. Yeah, so they were able to his... get away with that one. Icarus has to have his wings melt, but... Right now he's flying towards that sun. Yeah. You can almost taste it. Fly high, Icarus. <laughs> Fly high. <laughs> Fly high, Matt Van Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... Only one chance for Edmonton in the first half. Second half, again, lots of shots by Tampa Bay. Matt Van Ockel, ultimately nine saves. That's that's almost Tim Howard against Belgium level. That's at least half. Yeah. <laughs> More than half, I think. Yeah. Um, 72nd minute, Darnell King fouls Tommy Amiobi in the box. Daryl Fordyce converts the penalty. And another, no controversy here, Daryl King kind of... Tackles him from behind and the side. Um, trying to get the ball doesn't even play the ball, just plays the man. And yeah, it, yeah. If it was done cleanly, it would have been a very, very important tackle for them, but it, it was pretty messy. Um, quick question How long can Tampa 
pull off being this toothless offensively. It, it's so confusing because they made so many signings for offensive firepower from last year's NASA with uh, Teen Wolf and uh, Khalif Al-Hassan from Miss United. And then uh, they still, still have Freddie Adu on the team. Remember Freddie Adu? He's like supposed to be the next Pele or something. It rings a bell. Yeah. He's on, he's on their team. He didn't suit up for this game. Yeah, he's, he's, he's there on, But uh, they have Joe Cole. They have PC now. Hal 9000 playing for them. And they have all the parts. It's just a question. Maybe they don't work together that well. Maybe they're parts of a different machine. Maybe they're um, trying to play the same role or not. Maybe they well. bought a bunch of parts for a Mac instead of a PC. Oh! oh! oh. As we're both sitting on our Macs right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, PC are not allowed here. But seriously, maybe next year, come see the MLS team in Minnesota. Maybe you want to sign for us. I am uh, thinking of buying a PC in the near future because <laughs> this thing's like six years old and is really starting to act like it. But they have to figure out something sooner rather than later. I mean, they have so much firepower on the team. They're just so impotent on the field. Yeah, they, they just can't shoot straight. <laughs> <laughs> Um, if you're suffering from ED, please call someone else. All right. Um. Moving on. Last game of the week. Um, Rio OKC takes on Miami um, in the first game at home since everything really started to crash in down. In front of them. a raucous crowd of 1,251. And that seemed very charitable. <laughs> Apparently, Sold Out Strategies was the seat fillers for Rio OKC as well. Um, yeah. If you can't fill up a, not fill up, if you can't sell more than a thousand and a quarter tickets, maybe you should move the game a different day or just maybe try and tell their energy to back off. Well, <laughs> apparently there were a couple of issues. One of them was that advertising has pretty much been pulled. Uh, but the other is that apparently the tickets were misprinted. And instead of <laughs> saying better. the 20th, they said the game was going to be on the 30th. <laughs> So a lot of fans at the game on the thirtieth, if there is one, but they'll be there. Yeah, yeah, they'll definitely be there. They'll, they'll be showing up in the high school parking lot, being yeah. like, oh, "Where's my game?" Probably like sixteen hundred of them, maybe. Not, not too much. Yeah, not, yeah. But Billy Forbes, case... uh, off a counter attack, uh, running down almost the entire pitch from the first pass of the counter attack, and finds. Her, uh, Robbie Finley in the box, who just World Cup hero himself, Robbie Finley curls around the keeper into the far post, and a pretty good finish. Good find by Billy Forbes, who another good player that maybe should move up, but probably will stay in NASL. So. Yeah, I, I, I keep on, I'm occasionally working on a how do you tell the difference between MLS player and an NASL player, and. Forbes is very much on the borderline that, for me. That sounds he, like a really bad joke coming. No, no, surprisingly. MSL player, MSL, MLS player. Well, but... I, I would say about $100,000. <laughs> but Poku. Anyway. Um, but beyond that, it was a lot of solid work for Miami to get back into it. And it took until the 79th minute when the one, the only... Pablo Campos! Nice. That was Very nice. Apologies to Chris Lindholm. <laughs> <laughs> so, 79th minute, Blake Smith took the ball on the flank, crossed it into Campos. First goal of the year for him. It's good to see him scoring again. Yeah, um, it's, it's good to see him on the field, honestly. Yeah, 
for sure. He was definitely one of my, one of my favorite players last year. Uh, I remember going to a few uh, player meet and greets, and he was like the only one that would like come over to our table and say, "Hey, so yeah, go Pablo, uh, keep it up. Hopefully, hopefully, you can get into the first team and start scoring there too." Yeah, seriously. Um, Daniel Vega made a heck of a save on a free kick from Michelle Mybell to keep the game level. Yeah, uh, went to the bottom right hand corner. Yeah, and then and great save by Vega. Uh, read it all the way, palmed it out. So good save. Yep. And again, late, late, late winner um, from Ariel Martinez. Um, took the ball off a corner, just dinked it right over Fernandez. And literally dinked it. And if, again, any other week, this might be a goal of the week or play of the week, but sorry, Amari. Yeah. For but, real, yeah. for real. So game finished right then, nothing too much happened. Yep, 94th think, minute. And yeah. yeah. And a couple of hits after that, but... Yeah, uh, Miami wins it late, ties it late, and then wins it late, 2-1. Good so. on them, good on them. Really quick, uh, let's go into our predictions for the week. Uh, midweek game this week, speaking of Miami, uh, they travel to Ottawa. Caleb, who do you got? I have Ottawa or a draw. Um, Pazer kind of has up and down games. I think this is one of his up games. Also, it's a long trip from Miami to Ottawa. And they're on the road, so I think Ottawa or a draw. I I see where you're going. I still have Miami for it. I think that they have a little bit too much attacking power. Um, the other side of it is that I I just can't trust Pazer right now. Yeah, he's too busy eating and smoking and just I, I deteriorating as a person and a player. He switched from baguettes and cigarettes to just mainlining brie. Like, he has... <laughs> he's, he's melting it down and just shooting it up into his veins. Oh, uh, that can't be good for you. No, no. It sounds delicious. But poor arteries, poor arteries. Um, not, to my credit, also has Miami, which means that you're probably going to be correct. Um, <laughs> as far as the weekend goes, um, Cosmos host Carolina... Who do you got for it? I got Carolina. I think they're coming off a high beating Indy. Uh, Cosmos are leaving the late dead teams who they probably should be beating handily. So then Carolina comes in, map on these scores again, and they win. I've got the Cosmos. I think, again, yeah, it, it was a heck of a win for them. I'm worried that it's a one-off. Carolina is a very streaky team, so I could see them pulling this out, but... Until then, I think they won't be able to read the field lines, and they'll just get confused. <laughs> um, so, Cosmos for that. What field are also... you playing on? Yeah. I'm wearing yeah. the lacrosse sticks? No. no right. Notch um, also has the Cosmos. Um, for... Bay versus Oklahoma City. Who do you have, Colin? I've got Oklahoma City. I'm I'm just worried that Tampa Bay cannot score goals for the life of them right now. Um I could see it ending up as a draw, but I'll I'll give this one as kind of a a little last grasp of relevancy to OKC, who they're doing a lot better than you should expect a team that's having so many existential problems right now. They are doing really well. They're, they're minus this week. They're they've been getting results, but I have Tampa Bay. Um, so does Notch. Um, for as bad as their offense has been, PC has been playing really well. And I think it's just a few games to get him into the team, knowing where to go, knowing his role. And I think how 9,000 will um, lead their team to a victory. Hopefully. 
Uh, yeah, fair enough, fair yeah. enough. Um, Miami hosts Minnesota United. We have three different responses for a binary choice. Yeah. Uh, and Notch, as usual, goes to the cop-out, refuses uh, to pick. What a coward. I know, I know. <laughs> I've got Miami for it. Um, and I... Minnesota's had some difficulties traveling. Um, another turf match. Miami starting to still look better. You know, maybe Campos plays against United, has a another solid game. I could see this ending up as a draw. I could really see this ending up either way, but I'll, I'll go with Miami for it. I'm going with Minnesota United, not just because Homer. I'm a homer. I'm not just because I'm a homer, but um, Miami had a mid, has a midweek game in Ottawa. They're traveling back to Miami too. So, and for... We're not playing in the 94 degree heat. It's a night game, so that's so Let's nice. hope it's not still 94 degrees yeah. out. Hopefully the Dolphins don't have a preseason game that day. <laughs> Seriously. But, um, Speaking of an Ottawa game, Ottawa hosts Indy 11. Who do you got for this one? I have Indy. Who do you have, Colin? I also have Indy. What was Notch thinking? He chose Ottawa. Does he not know that he wants I had a place for Indy? Like, what? I don't understand. <laughs> This I mean, guy. I, don't, I, don't, I, I have I don't to assume that this past weekend was a little bit of an aberration for them. Um, I, I would expect them to bounce back. Exactly. I know it's, it's a road game, but it's not the most difficult of road games. If Ottawa can lose at home to Jacksonville, I think Indy <laughs> can be just fine against them. Yes. Indy is going to win games, game hands down. I think Knox is just dealing with jet lag or something. He's just too tired to fold this in. Yeah. Um, last game of the week. FC Edmonton against Puerto Rico FC. Yeah, we all have Edmonton here. Yeah, we do. Um, and it's, it seems like a no-brainer, which probably means that Puerto Rico will probably find a way to win. Right. I mean, it, that's a bear to travel. I think it's probably the farthest trip in the NASL. It, it, yeah. It's got to be, yeah. Yeah. So, but at least they're not taking another bus there. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm like, right. Um Really quick, oh, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at kolson716. Fantastic. You, you can find me at the attachment. You I've can been... find our departed co-host at Spock. And you can find our podcast feed where Notch also tweets out at at TWO United fans. I need to ask, why the attachment? Um, Long story short... A translation of a translation of a band name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cool. That and I really like paper clips. <laughs> Clippy is my homeboy. Oh, not Clippy. He's the worst. All right. <laughs> and we, with that... Before we fight about Microsoft-themed uh, mascots, let's just sign off. So, this is Caleb. This is Colin. And not to be back maybe next week. If we can figure out a way to make Skype work. Yeah. So long, everybody. Freelance. <laughs>